Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Radio Wab. We are Naomi Bodine. I'm Agnes Bankton, and we're here to discuss the story of the downfall of one of Hollywood's most powerful men. Whose name in the film industry is known internationally. Producing some of America's and the world's most acclaimed features, among them Pulp Fiction, Scream, and Goodwill Hunting. His name is Harvey Weinstein. Stay tuned to hear how his fame turned to infamy. <laughs> He was once the man you'd have to get past if one sought out success in the film industry. However, that all changed as dozens of sex allegations exposed his dark secret. The rise and fall of Harvey Weinstein's reputation in Hollywood is undoubtedly a riches-to-rag story and also tells the story of abuse of power. In today's podcast, we'll be discussing the story while mentioning the media's role in the telling it as well. Harvey Weinstein was born on March 19, 1952 in Queens, New York, him and his brother grown up with a passion for films and had a strong desire to enter the film industry. This led them to establish Miramax, a films corporation in 1979. Miramax, named after their parents Miriam and Max, soon developed into a major company in the industry, releasing critical successes such as My Left Foot and Sex, Lies and Videotape, both in 1989. In 1993, Disney acquired Miramax. In the article titled, Disney Snaps at Miramax for Estimated $60 Million, by the LA Times, written in 1993, they described the brothers as having, quote, developed a reputation as two of the more colorful figures in film with a passion for movies, end quote, and, quote, sometimes running roughshod, end quote. This described the brothers' reputation at the time as being bold decision makers, which most likely accounts for the success they have later on. Within the next decade under Disney, Miramax, with Harvey serving as the outspoken face of the company, produced a number of hits that struck box office gold. This includes Pulp Fiction, Goodwill Hunting, as we mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, The English Patient, Shakespeare in Love, and Chicago, with each movie taking home the Oscar Prize for Best Picture. In 2005, they departed Miramax and created the Weinstein Company, producing smash hits like Inglorious Bastards, Rambo, and The King's Speech. And then, October 5th of 2017 came. On this day, Jody Cantor and Megan Toey from the New York Times published an article detailing the accounts of several women's allegations of sexual assault against Harvey Weinstein. The article was titled, Harvey Weinstein Paid Off Sexual Harassment Accusers for Decades. The article featured direct quotes and detailed descriptions of the inappropriate encounters these women had with Weinstein including actresses Ashley Judd and Rose McGowan, as well as former employees and other film industry workers. These allegations against Mr. Weinstein stretching over nearly three decades, and during that time, he reached at least eight settlements with some of the women. Weinstein had repeatedly invited aspiring actresses to meet him in luxury hotel rooms. Allegations included Weinstein appearing naked or only partially clothed, asking for a massage or initiating one. The release of this article was the beginning of the downfall of Harvey Weinstein. Prior to the New York Times article release, Harvey Weinstein was not seen as a sex offender. In fact, he portrayed himself as a feminist, having to have hosted a fundraiser for Hillary Clinton. In June 15th of 2017, Rutgers University released an article announcing that they had established a chair named in honor of prominent feminist Gloria Steinman. 
The campaign culminated from a wide range of donors, one of them being Harvey Weinstein, with a donation of $100,000, and according to the article, quote, was done in the honor of his late mother, who shared Gloria Steinman's hopes for female equality, end quote. Harvey had even participated in the Women's March in Utah early 2017. These events reported by the media painted a picture of him as more or less a feminist. In early 2017, he also employed former President Barack Obama's daughter, Malia, as an intern at the Weinstein Company. In an article by Vanity Fair reporting Malia Obama's internship, they described Mr. Weinstein as the, quote, Oscar whisperer himself, end quote, and, quote, a notorious mover and shaker in Hollywood, end quote, as well as having a, quote, reputation for waging fierce Oscar campaigns that had inspired admiration, envy, and every other emotion on the spectrum, end quote. They weren't wrong about his success and power in Hollywood. However, the reputation he held then is no longer the reputation he holds now. Both the Weinstein Company and the film industry were quick to react to everything that was happening. Harvey was fired from the Weinstein Company and expelled from the Academy. On October 19th, in an interview with BBC, Tom Hanks, a notorious actor, summarized Weinstein's newly established reputation with the following quote, There is no way back for Weinstein, as his last name will become an identifying moniker for a state of being for which there was a before and an after, end quote. On the 24th of February this year, 2020, an article by The Guardian reported that Weinstein was charged with criminal sex act in the first degree for forcing oral sex on the former Project Runway production assistant, Miriam Haley, in 2006. The description of her encounter, I must warn you, is pretty graphic, listener discretion advised. In her words, she said, quote, I tried to get up and he pushed me down. I just said, no, I don't want this to happen. End quote. She kept protesting, telling him she was on her period, but, quote, it was as if he didn't believe me, end quote. He yanked the tampon out and carried on attacking her. Eventually, she stopped resisting, quote, I figured it was pointless, end quote. Haley told the jury as she cried. Another rape victim testified, Jessica Mann. Weinstein had to use a needle to inject himself in the penis with an erectile dysfunction medicine before he could carry out the assault. Having to go out of his way to rape her shows the lack of empathy he has and how he must have planned for this to happen. Initially, he was also charged with rape in the first degree and two serious counts for predatory sexual assault. However, these charges were dismissed due to case details and the fact that he was not a priorly charged sex offender. He has gone from a comfortable life in Manhattan and Los Angeles to a prison cell in New York State. Though only two of the many accusations were found guilty at the end of the trial, the case brought change to how sexual assaults are handled in court. The case has brought awareness to normality of maintaining relationship with the assailant. This refers to a woman who had and maintained a relationship after being raped by Harvey twice. Weinstein's case also ignited the Me Too movement, a movement that began in 2006 that focuses on being against sexual harassment and abuse. Large amounts of women came forward and shared their stories. Harvey went from being a single predator to becoming a symbol for the abuse countless women have suffered through. It became apparent that the type of power some men, including Harvey himself, possessed had stopped them from facing consequences up until now. That leads us to the next part of our discussion. Why has it taken so long for the truth to come out? 
My best guess is that it's because many people in the news and entertainment industries have had a lot to gain from Mr. Weinstein. He has had the power to launch careers and make lots of money for lots of people. Harvey Weinstein's inappropriate behavior with women has been an open secret for decades. Before the article by the New York Times, Weinstein took a hit in 2015 when an aspiring actress, Ambra Baloyana, accused him for groping her at his office. New York Special Victims Unit investigated the matter, resulting in some bad press against his name. However, revealed in the Times article, Mr. Weinstein paid off his accuser in a confidential settlement. And after, it feels like people just moved on from that case. I think we can say Harvey Weinstein used his power both physical in terms of his huge size and power in terms of his place in the film industry and his wealth to assault, abuse, and rape women and get away with it for three decades. Together with the industry enablers, the media has been complicit in the sexual career of Harvey Weinstein. They put money and bribes over the potential safety of all his victims, and because if the media would have come out with this earlier, many later victims would probably have been saved from the necessary suffering Weinstein has caused them. In conclusion, the media had a huge role in forming the narrative of Harvey Weinstein, both in telling the truth and delaying it. Even though lots of pain has come out of this situation, there is still a silver lining. Yes, the case has ignited a revolution that empowers women to stand up against their sexual assault, assault abusers. It has also updated the way courts handle sexual assault situations where the victim and the perpetrator are acquaintances. This has been our episode on Radio Web. Thank, Thank you for listening, listening and we'll catch you later. later.